queer ghosts and queer ghost hunters. Bees interrupt your civil rights in Britain. And then we take a trip to the farthest reaches of space with the Mandalorian conspiracy. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I know I often say that this is going to be a short episode because I'm not feeling good. This is going to be a short episode because I'm not feeling good. And it's funny because every time I say it's going to be a short episode, it ends up being like 35 minutes long. I think you can tell from the sound of my voice that I'm really on my last leg as far as uh, sore throat health. I need to go to bed as soon as I can, but I wanted to get this episode out for you. And I previously just got done recording 15 minutes of stuff and was like, nah, I don't like it. So I'm starting over. I'm starting over for you guys, my friends. Yesterday's episode, I finished off with a story about queer ghost hunters. I teased you. He gave you a little tickle, little little tickle tickle about queer ghost hunters. And what's interesting, we're not going to spend a ton of time on these guys because I kind of think it might be a joke. It's really, really hard to tell. Queer ghost hunters. You go, oh, it's a bunch of queer people that are hunting ghosts. That's interesting. Well, they are that. They are a bunch of queer people interviewing, not interviewing, investing. What am I, what's, oh man, I'm so tired. Hunting ghosts, queer people hunting ghosts, hence the name queer ghost hunters. They're not queer ghost interviewers. So they're not just queer people who hunt ghosts. They're queer people, they're queer people who hunt ghosts, but the ghosts they hunt are gay. Like they hunt gay ghosts and, and lesbian ghosts and stuff like that. Which, whole, which brings up a whole bunch of questions, and I'll get to those in a second. But this is their logic. When ghost hunters show up at a place, they're like, how many women have you slept with? And the ghost will be like, ooh, five, or whatever. Little EVP, farve. And they said, well, that's weird that every time someone shows up, they ask a ghost if it's a man, if he was married. If it's a woman, they ask if it was a husband. Now, what's funny is I'd have never really heard that. I've never, you know, I used to watch a lot of ghost hunting shows. I never hear them show up and be like, so were you, did you like blonde or brunette women? Like, I think that might be something that they perceived was going on. But I don't know. I've never seen that at least. But I'm not saying it's not happening. I've just never been aware of that. And they said that if you think of this, what I thought was kind of funny. If you think, and it's true in a sense, if you think about the most haunted places, it's places where gay people hung out the most. You have uh, um, theaters, like big ballrooms and stuff like that, and a bunch of gay dudes hanging out there. Operas, stuff like that, theaters, operas. Big, fancy mansions. That one's a little more iffy, because big, fancy mansions were just where rich people hung out. Insane asylums and prisons, though. Which, I mean, there was a point in time where if you were gay, you did get sent to the insane asylum, and it was, you know, sodomy was a crime. Now, those last two, here's the thing. This is the thing, this is the thing, really, that's the most interesting thing about this. They, self-identifying, 4.5% of the population self-identifies as LGBT, queer people. So, even in in the world of the paranormal, you're still going to scale that in. So in the amount of ghosts, which, which not every human being leaves a ghost just right off the bat. 
And out of those ghosts, she would figure five, maybe highball it, 10% of all the ghosts that can be encountered are queer. So you're actually making it even harder for you to find ghosts. But they have this YouTube show, like two and a half seasons long. They're still trying to get new episodes. Where they keep running into gay ghosts. And you go, Jason, how do they know they're gay? Well, they have these dowsing rods and they go, are you gay? And then the rods move and they're like, oh, lesbian, lesbian ghost. Which, again, I <laughs> the whole thing might be made up. They did raid 30... They, they did raise $35,000 on Kickstarter. And they currently have a Patreon going. Part of me part of me thinks it's a parody. But it could be real. But here's my questions about it. One, first off, ghosts are incredibly hard to hunt, hunt in the first place. You're making it even harder if you only want to find queer ghosts. Secondly, what's the ethical ramifications of outing someone after they're dead? Because they don't... I mean, a ghost from the 1800s... They'll be like, we're gay. They went to a they went to a nun graveyard and they go, there's a bunch of lesbian nuns. L- nuns, there were a lot of lesbian nuns out there, which I don't know the statistics on lesbian. I don't know the Venn diagram between lesbians and nuns. But anyways, they go to a nun graveyard and they're just walking around the graveyard going, We're gay. We are gay. So feel comfortable talking to us. Come to the back of our van. Sit in our van and talk to us. If I was from the 1800s and I was a gay nun, I could be like, oh, what? And, I, and they're doing it in the middle of the day, which was weird, too. Like, oh, and then you crawl out of your grave. Your little ghost crawls out of your grave. And then you're, like, telling them, yeah, I'm gay. And then you go back to sleep or wherever you go. They don't understand. They're on YouTube. They don't understand video cameras or anything like that. So outing someone after their death is that. There was one where the guys was like, who do you think is cute in the group? Or do you think Mike? They were talking to a guy ghost, and there was three guys in the room, and they're like, which one of us do you think is cute? And it's like, Mikey. And he's like, oh, they, they just see their. I think that part's made up too. Like, that's the whole, that's the weirdest thing about this. Like, it's so hard to get a ghost to just admit what its name is. But this one is like giving it relationship advice. Being like, I love your shirt. Like, though, I think it's a setup. I really think it's a wind up. But it raises some interesting questions. One. Does your sexuality go with your spirit? I think there's a lot of stuff that we assign biological traits to that would have no relevancy to being a ghost. Let me say this too. John, Jack London did not write Cannery Row. That was John Steinbeck. I looked that up afterwards. I had a sneaking suspicion while I was doing some editing. I go, oh, great. So, Jack Lennon did not write Canary Row. That was on yesterday's episode. But on yesterday's episode, I said that ghosts may just be these forms that then we put a physical presentation on top of. That's why famous people show up looking as you remember them. Marilyn Marilyn Monroe's ghost isn't a bloated, fat, gross, blah, blob because she she laid in her own organ. She, what's that thing called? When you get all purple, not not holding your breath. Well, that happens when you die too, but uh, rigor mortis. If you saw her ghost, she'd be all glamorous. I think the idea of like there might be some forms out there that we're putting thought projections on. And that's why we would see a white ghost as a white dude and a black ghost as a black ghost. But why would the soul matter in that case? The actual soul. 
the the energy that is existing outside the body would if it's black or white then what if the ghost as a living person had down syndrome does the ghost have down syndrome if the ghost was if you had somebody who had both their arms chopped off and they died their ghost wouldn't have both their arms chopped off i'm i'm thinking that right because otherwise everyone who died would basically it'd be like beetlejuice you would be the death you'd be a ghost of your of your body so i don't it's so why is it that you would see a oh an asian ghost appear like an asian man and a white ghost appear like an asian man not a, you know a white ghost would appear as a white man but how does that that's your that's the physical body that shouldn't affect what the soul looks like i don't imagine if a guy who's three feet tall his soul is not three feet tall so if the biological and that, and I, you can you can we can argue about that because obviously that's not what we see. When you see a ghost of George Washington, it looks like George Washington, but I think that is just our representation or our perceiving the energy that's actually there. So extrapolating that further, sexuality is who we are your 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 sexual preference i guess i should say is who you are attracted to it's who your body reacts to when i see an attractive woman walking down the street my body reacts to that whether it's my eye my, my eyes go arruga, arruga. my blood pressure goes up whatever like i'll see an attractive woman i will feel an attraction towards her like physically, and I'm not talking about popping, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, getting a boner. I'm talking about I can feel my body react to a beautiful woman in my presence or a beautiful woman walking 50 yards away. But those are biological markers. That's a biological thing that's happening when I'm seeing a woman I want to mate with. My ghost, would my ghost be like, in the little, in little, cartoon ghost eyes i don't think so i don't think your sexuality is such an important component of your soul because your soul if you imagine if you think about something like the tree of life we're not getting to the other two stories by the way you talk about something like the tree of life that we've discussed before the soul exists before your body and then your soul is in your body and it may exist by millennia or it may exist by simply moments but your soul goes into your body and then it leaves when you die so your soul is beyond sexual preference it's be if in living times if while i'm alive i love to eat chili beans and rice and then i die and my soul is has that same dietary preference and but all that's there to eat is nothing because i'm a ghost the dietary preference doesn't carry over either. I don't... I, this, this, might, this might sound super rambly, but I feel like I'm trying to put my thoughts together while we're constructing this. You're like, Jason, this might be the least funny episode, and I apologize for that. Also, I'm sick. But the idea of your preferences existing before or after you die seems... 
universally such a minute thing. And I, I feel the same thing about race or, uh, or your sex or your gender. I feel that none of, I feel that the soul itself is neither male nor female or both. It's neither white, black, Eastern European, Persian. It's all of those and nothing. Most likely nothing. It's most likely not both male and female. It's simply transcended that. So I don't think you could have a straight ghost or a gay ghost. You could have a ghost of someone who was gay who died. But I don't think the ghost is still like search, you know, going on Grinder. The same way I don't think that a straight ghost would be going on Tinder. Of course, I have, no, I have absolutely nothing to back any of that up. I just find it in, I find it interesting that in the realm of ghosts, these questions don't really get asked. Let me ask you this too. This is an interesting question. If a trans woman died, would her ghost be a trans woman or a woman who was born a woman? There are tons of questions. Because what would be the what would be the represent let's say I'm totally wrong with my idea that souls have no sexual preference, no dietary preference, no race, nothing like that. say I'm totally wrong on all that. And if you're a white dude and you die, your ghost is a white dude. In that theory, if you're a trans woman or a trans man and you die, is your ghost that of a trans woman or trans man or a woman who was born a woman or a man who was born a man? How would your ghost be? What is your ghost? What is your soul on that level? So as much as I think the Queer Ghost Hunters is a parody, because, and they don't seem, to, to be fair, they seem like a lovable bunch of ragamuffins, and they don't seem to take themselves super seriously. And I think that's why I keep leaning on the parody thing. Because in the beginning, the like during their credits, they kind of do this serious pose. Like the ghost hunter shows and they kind of start laughing. So you're like, they don't take themselves that super seriously. But they raise a whole host of questions. What survives death? What survives death? And it's one of those things that we'll never know, obviously. But I guess as, as long as you have groups, they're not, as far as I saw, I watched a couple episodes of the show, they're not actively a- asking these questions as far as I saw. But having these kind of groups that are kind of not traditional ghost hunting groups, it is it does kind of make you think about stuff on a different level. So I congratulate them for that. Maybe we do have time for the last two stories here, but I do have to go soon because I'm super sick. Bees. Bzz. Let's leave behind the queer ghosts, the queer ghost hunters. We're going to go to Britain and... There's a bunch of bees flying around, right? Bzzz. I'm going to try to get a little bit of humor in this one because that one was just sounding like like I was super stoned and just going off the top of my head. Which, to be fair, I was going off the top of my head, but not super stoned. Here, I don't even need to do bees. Yeah, I've already told you that, right? A bunch of bees flying around. Bzzz. Here is the thing. This might... <sighs> I'm so tired. Okay, where did you go? B, B notes. I actually had to take notes for this. Hold on. In 1980, Britain, the the most police state in Europe, I swear to God, these guys are so brutal. In 1980, they enacted the B Act, which means if the authorities think there are bees in your home, they can go in without a search warrant. 
Not only can they go into your home, it is it is it is specified. They can also go into any vessel, boat, hovercraft, aircraft. What are they are they chasing down Cobra Commander or vehicle of any other description in which he has reasonable grounds for supposing there are or have been bees or other things subject to control under an order under that section. So probably like wasps, hornets, yeah, all they have to do is show a badge. If they think bee, if you if they think you had bees in your hovercraft aircraft, they just show a badge, and then they kick down your door and get in. Now, hopefully, I'm just about to give up on this episode. Okay, let's move on to our next story. You know, a joke's bad when you don't even finish it. Let's just get on with the next story so I can go to bed. You'll have to email me and you'll have to say, hey, Jason, we would rather not have an episode than an episode where you're, one, clearly dying, and two, barely trying. So let me know in the comments, like, share, subscribe this video, share it with your friends. Maybe not this one. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. You know, you guys hear me talk about this is our last story. You guys have heard me talk about Disney in the past. Um, usually I talk, I say I watch a lot of Disney stuff, but every so often I'll make a comment like they're, um, I said that they were, <laughs> I, I accused Disney of faking death threats against theater that were showing the Joker. I referenced that Mickey Mouse may be a representation of the ultimate evil, a summoning spirit. That was a long time ago. All sorts of stuff. And I also quite often make fun of the new, the sequel trilogy Star Wars movies, both on the show and real life. I've never seen any of them. I've never seen Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I've read the plots, and they sound super stupid. And I never saw Rogue One. I have seen that Darth Vader scene quite a few times, like when he's walking down the hallway. And I watched a little bit of Han Solo. And I thought it all pretty much sucked. Except the Darth Vader scene was cool. But I had no interest in watching any of the Disney Star Wars stuff. I was a huge fan of the original trilogy. I'm actually a fan of the prequels. And so... um, But I really wanted to see The Mandalorian. And I do watch a lot of Disney stuff. So I recently signed up for Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is the service that you too can subscribe to. For just $6.99 a month. If you use the promo code DEADRABBIT. You'll get nothing off. Because it doesn't exist. Anyways... So I got Disney Plus. I got it because I wanted. I was really curious about The Mandalorian, but 30 years of Simpson episodes plus all the other Disney Channel stuff I watched. All that stuff is included in their basic package for $6.99 a month. So I watched the episode of The Mandalorian. Now, what was interesting was I began to snoop around and check out stuff, see what other people thought about Mandalorian, YouTube videos, Easter eggs, stuff like that. And... Just clicking on randomly, I found a couple of them, and they said the comment, Hey, listen, man, not a fan. Basically what I just said, I'm not a fan of the new sequel, but this Mandalorian show, this Mandalorian show reminds you why you love Star Wars. This Mandalorian show is a love letter to the fans. And I heard that on a couple different YouTube videos, and I thought, Disney's paying people to say this. Like, this is weird. Because they're using kind of the same terminology. Now, I have to say two things to this. One, obviously I have no proof of that, but it seems like it's right up a wheelhouse. 
Disney totally screwed up Star Wars with The Last Jedi. They were already... People were okay with The Force Awakens. I thought it was stupid that they just told the same story. First Order, Resistance, Rebel. I thought all this stuff was dumb. I thought all this stuff was super stupid. I thought it was a total fake-out where they made it look like Finn was going to be the next Jedi. And then he's like... And then Rey gets the sword. And you're like, what? Like, even on the posters, he had the lightsaber. Really kind of just a weird I, I, stormtrooper being a Jedi I thought was an interesting concept. But anyways, I totally screwed it up with The Last Jedi to the point that Han Solo was a huge flop. And The Last Jedi didn't make as much money. And no matter how much they spin it, people are now coming out and saying how much they didn't like that movie. Even though these same people at the time were defending The Last Jedi. Which again makes me think that Disney was pumping money into these YouTube people. To prop, to prop it up and to say, if you don't like Last Jedi, it's because you have a defect of a personality. The Last Jedi is actually this totally great subversive film. This slow speed chase through space that takes place in about eight hours. What a great epic Star Wars movie. But anyways, Mandalorian comes out and all of a sudden the thing has changed. Oh, those sequels, boo. This reminds you why you liked Star Wars. This reminds you why you like Star Wars. And that's actually a perfect marketing thing. And Disney's always had this conspiracy around them that, well, not always, but fairly recently, that they're manipulating ratings and Rotten Tomatoes and basically social engineering people. Batman vs. Superman, Civil War, yay! And you can look at all the reviews and people's reactions to all this stuff. Batman vs. Superman is 100 times better than Civil War. Now... It wasn't a very well-constructed film, but what it tried to do is basically the difference between watching someone try to jump the Grand Canyon and only making it halfway versus someone on a three-foot slip and slide in the backyard. That's the difference between Civil War and and, uh, Batman vs. Superman. This idea that you shoot for the stars, at least you'll hit the moon. Civil War was basically like, oh, remember those dudes? Anyways, anyways, I think Disney does prop up their properties, and now they realize that The Last Jedi sucked. They have to admit to that. I think they knew it early on. But anyways, now they're telling people, hey, and subscribe to Disney Plus, $6.99 a month, and you'll get to watch this new show. If you're a true Star Wars fan, this is this is what it is. I think that Disney is doing running the same game. But now they're actually pooping all over their past properties to get support for this one. Because people are using that same terminology. What's weird, too, is that they're kind of right. Like, I really, really enjoyed The Mandalorian. And it reminded me of old Star Wars. It reminded me of the original trilogy. The way that it looked. The way that it felt. It's a really, really well put together television show. And it's not, it doesn't dumb stuff down. There's a scene, this isn't a spoiler, Mandalorian walks into a room. This takes place like five or six years after Return of the Jedi. Mandalorian walks into the room and there's a guy sitting behind a desk. There's four stormtroopers and their armor is totally dirty and scuffed up. Not battle scarred, like actually dirty. And they're standing around and one of them looks a little skinnier than you would imagine a stormtrooper to be. And that's it. They just kind of stand there and there's this little meeting. And then he leaves. Now, a a dumb television show, before he went there, they would have been like, 
hey, look out about this guy. He's hired rogue Empire soldiers. After the fall of the Empire, they needed something to do. And you'd be like, okay, so they're actually like old stormtroopers. Or a guy could have said, yeah, the guy rolls with stormtroopers. Turns out it's just a bunch of bandits who found some armor. But still, they might shoot you in the back. And you'd be like, oh, then these guys are... You You don't know. The, movie, the show's really good at just like putting you in a room... Using terminology you don't know, and you're kind of like, well, I guess th- I guess that means a bucket. I guess that means something you put it in. I don't really understand what they're talking about. So the show's actually pretty smart as far as that goes. But yeah, I and the the whole episode's like that. It's just it assumes you are a resident of this galaxy, so you should know what they're talking about. Very very well done show. But does that mean that? <laughs> Does that mean that there is no conspiracy? Does it mean that Disney is not... I just realized that this has nothing to do with the topic of the show. I just am talking about Mandalorian at this point. Does This might honestly be... this. I'm not even going to title this episode anything. This is, a, this is an episode. This is a spinoff for a new podcast. This is the Lost episode. Does that mean that Disney actually isn't pulling a conspiracy? I... Am almost for certain that Disney is paying people to say all of our other stuff sucked, but this is the good one. And the sad thing is, is that they've been working on this bounty hunter show for like ten years. I remember hearing about HBO going to have a Star Wars show focusing on bounty hunters. If this had come out first and it was a hit, which I am sure it's shaping up to be, would totally change the whole dynamic of these prequel, these sequel movies that are just rehashes. Death Stars and stuff like that. Totally would have changed look. I think it's directed by the guy who did a lot of the Clone Wars stuff. But anyways, it didn't. It came out after we had to sit through Princess Leia flying through space and all that other stuff. So, is Disney committing a conspiracy to get people to watch their show? Probably. It's it's actually, now that I say it, that's not a conspiracy. It's called marketing. You know what? This episode has completely gone off the rails. I apologize, but here's the dilemma. Do I release this episode knowing that it's 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 barely functional as an episode, barely works? Or do I put a message on Twitter saying, sorry guys, not feeling good, no episode tonight? If you're hearing this episode, then you know which decision I made, obviously. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. And I will be back Monday with with a relevant episode, an episode that makes sense. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your, as I shake my head, DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily... Queer Ghosts, B, and Mandalorian podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.